Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Inez. Um, by the way, I think uh, I just should start with an announcement. I don't I don't know if we're going to do an episode next week because my book is coming out and I'm going to be doing like a bunch of media uh, stuff. Um, so I don't ha- know if we'll have time to record this or the schedule might be irregular. So just, you know, everyone, uh, don't 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 panic. Uh, yeah. And last time we, we uh, broke the schedule, everyone assumed that I had canceled you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always a possibility. But no, not that that didn't happen that time. And it's not going to happen if there's nothing next week. Um, so yeah, I was at um, so I was at the uh, free press debate uh, last night. Um, and that was fun. Um I'm, you know, I met, I met some people, uh, where do you come down on this? And as the, 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 uh, you probably, you didn't, you didn't see the debate. You weren't there. It hasn't been posted or anything, but it's, you know, the question is, has the sexual revolution failed? Uh, and you're, you know, they pulled the audience. We had to do like, yes or no. They pulled us at the beginning and then they pulled us at the end. Uh, how would you answer that if you had to give it one word? Yeah, I, I think it has failed. Okay. So you're a, you're, uh, de- you're a definite yes. Yeah. Strongly. So, uh, and it's it's interesting. I actually think even the left has acknowledged that the sexual revolution has failed. It's just that their rejection of it has gone into this like legalistic and tyrannical attempt to control. Uh, but but I think even the left now admits that the, the promised sort of uh, ecstasy of the sexual revolution did not materialize. And in fact, the sexual culture is quite broken. It's just that the left thinks it's because men are irredeemably evil and male sexuality is, should be demonized. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people on the left now admit that I don't think anyone's particularly happy with the, like the state of the, the post sexual revolution, sexual culture. I don't think even the left is, yeah. is happy with it. It's just, they, they loop their objections back into objections of the patriarchy or whatever. So, yeah. So the, the two sides of the bay, one side was Grimes and uh, Sarah Hyder and Sarah Hyder was, uh, yeah, I thought very impressive. They were they were pro you know they were pro sexual revolution, and then uh, uh, Louise Perry and the Anna uh, what's her Hana Kasia the the Red Scare girl Kachian Kachian uh, she's uh, she's they they were the um, uh, the side that said it failed, um, and it was pretty interesting. I mean, they didn't like like Bari uh, Bari Weiss was the uh, moderator, and she like couldn't get like. Louise and Anna to actually endorse any kind of like, she asked them about like abortion restrictions. Um, and Louise Perry said, I don't want to ban abortion, which I, which I was, uh, which was uh, surprising to me. Um, and it didn't, well, but she's, she says that in her, in her book. Oh, okay. I've only read like um, the first chapter or two. Um, the book's worth reading. I, I thought it was, it was very good. I had her on my podcast uh, to talk about it as well. And, um, I, I, I thought it was, it was, I disagree with some things, uh, that she, I think does come, from she's like one of those people who's coming from the left and moving towards a more conservative position mm-hmm. on um sexual mores or or whatever um but no in her book she talks about basically that given the current sexual culture that abortion's a necessity um and anyway so, well, so it, it, she, she just wants she just wants norms like is that is that it she just wants norms of like chastity or or something like that no, I think she she in that's why her book is called The Case Against I think I think her book is called The Case Against the Sexual Revolution or something like that. And uh no, she she simply says like because we have sex the way that we do, mm. um it necessitates abortion and you can't just pull out that one piece of it mm. without disastrous consequences. We need a, a more um top-down rethink of, you know, 
how we make sexual decisions, how men and women make sexual decisions, how they, uh, who they decide to sleep with all of this. Like, so she ties it all together. So it doesn't surprise me that she, as I understand her position from her book, and I don't know what she said in this debate, but is, is that banning abortion is the equivalent of, of like pulling out one Jenga piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the, the, the fundamental problem is that people are making sexual decisions that produce a need She's not a utopian. I mean, it's not like abortion hasn't taken place throughout history, but she said basically our current sexual culture um, demands that we have this backstop because of the failure of birth control and because of the way that sex has become so casual that we're not even selecting our partners even theoretically on like the idea that that you select your sexual partners based on who, who would be a good father or mother is so far from the mind of how people are making these decisions that well, they are selecting um, for their abortion is necessary. Well, they are selecting for traits, right? Um, maybe not who would be a good mother or father, but you know, even communities without, uh, you know, without um, high, you know, with high rates of single parenthood, um, you know, they're still selecting for something, right? Um, yeah, uh, you know, it was yeah. I think you know Sarah had you know a, you know it, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Perry, you know, was it was like sort of. I mean, I think she puts a lot into like this is unnatural. Um, you know, she that was like a big part of her thing. You know, where you know, but she's you know, she says monogamy is unnatural too. It's not the most common. Uh, it's not the most common system throughout history. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, if I was up there, I think I would have said something along the lines of like this. You know, the skepticism of this kind of trad take is like. Okay, like you know, what what is sort of like is you know you have to have the idea that like humans you have to take give something to reveal preferences, right? So you have countries with um, you have countries with uh, who've had a sexual revolution, right? Uh, you have countries which you know have like government trying to push women in the other direction. It seems to me that most people you know want like the general direction is like when there's political pressure it's to go in the more liberal direction so you look at like the middle eastern countries right the most conservative sexually conservative countries are like iran and you know saudi arabia and these countries and you know they have like the pre- the pressures on the other side especially in iran right um and and you know and then you have sort of like the west and any attempt to like roll back like any kind of sexual freedom or abortion rights tends to be uh tends to be um you know, opposed very strenuously, you know, by large segments and particularly influential segments of the population. Um, and so I guess I, I guess I like I think I, I, I agree with Louise on um, the idea that it would probably be better to, like, tell women like the facts of life and to tell them not to sleep around that much. I think that's probably good advice. Um but I don't know. To me, it's harder. It's a political project. To me, you're gonna that that goes wrong. You're gonna get pushed back, and you're gonna get you know it's not gonna work. I think one of our deepest disagreements, um, and I've noticed it comes up in different contexts, is this idea that revealed preferences are always positive. Mm-hmm. I I don't know where you get that like underlying premise. Why wouldn't it be that people have a revealed preference for something that's bad for them? I mean, I can name a hundred things that yeah. people have a revealed preference for something that's that's bad for them. Now, how exactly, how sort of uh, tyrannical or paternalistic uh, the government gets in preventing people from yeah. doing things that are bad for them is a different question. But but the underlying premise seems to me totally unjustified. Oh, because people prefer countries with lax sexual mm. mores that it's it's better. Like that, 
I don't know, that to me that's like asking people like do you prefer to eat ice cream every day it's it's like uh it's an unjustified yeah. premise yeah i mean i think you have to sort of start i mean i think you have to sort of start with it and then it's not the end of the discussion right i mean like this is just it's it's a way to own the socialists right oh you know socialism is good no everyone wants to leave socialist countries right you have these trads and you have people who are like, you know, who don't believe economic growth is a good thing. You know, it's easy to like shut people down. Like, no, they want this. Now, sometimes people. I don't, I don't think, I think that you are missing the point of when, when people criticize that kind of, that you are criticizing them on a, 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 based on a premise that they do not share. So that's why it's a completely disconnected criticism because most, even, even in the context you just said it, right. Of, of traditional arguments against, let's say, uh, and I don't think there's anti-growth, but except someone who's very extreme, but let's say somebody who, who balances those goods of prosperity versus, for example, tr- cohesive traditional culture differently, mm-hmm. or sees that the free market uh, yeah. has a tendency to erode those things. Like they don't, they don't, that, that's a criticism that, that is not getting at the argument that they're making. Yeah, but they need, they need some way to show like their the work. Like you're having with me yeah. is about, whether or not the human it's a different view of the human person right like that's that criticism is just going to miss the point entirely you well, just end up talking past each other mm-hmm. well I, well they and, need to show their work right the, yeah well i mean they, they need to show their work right so you could say well economic growth is not good you have your numbers you have your uh the way people move right um you know there has to be some kind of evidence you have to say like okay i have some measure some way to show that like life sucks or people are unhappy, and then we could, and then we can say, okay, we can use this measure, right? Um, and so, like, this is like this to me is a good starting point. Now, I'm not saying now I don't say revealed preferences are always good. That's why I grant to the traditionalists that you know it's things something has gone wrong with women. Um, I think they're increasingly miserable, and uh, you know they're basically the way we've been teaching them about what, the, what we've been telling them about sex. I think has just sort of you know just not had good results, <laughs> particularly the last, you know, 20 years, 10, 20 years or so. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Um, now there's, you know, there is a, there is a practical problem. And like, if you have a political program that most people will oppose, um, like you're going to have a problem with that. And that's the problem with traditionalism as a sort of political project. Um, and that like people clearly do not want it. And the question is like, what do you do with that? Well, first of all, um, I don't think our desires, especially those kinds you of... You have reached the end of the free recording for this episode of Clown Car. To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.